listener. Hey, booze. Welcome to Rhapsody and Reverie, season four. I bet you thought it wouldn't happen. I bet you <laughs> thought we were gone forever, dead in a ditch, useless. <laughs> And you'd only be half right. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Surprise. We died. <laughs> We're talking to you from the grave. But we've, we, exactly. We have risen again to deliver you season four. And quite frankly, it's the perfect time for that because it's Halloween. Spooky season. <laughs> I really had to think of like, I didn't, (laughs) I forgot what people normally say instead of bitches for Halloween. Witches. I I had to think about it. Oh God, what kind of fake goth am I? (laughs) Revoking your goth emo card right Mm, now. It's gone. I'm a prep now. Uh (laughs) Anyway. This is the first episode of the season, and actually, um, speaking of death, it's a good segue for I this love, week's episode. I love that, speaking of death. I <laughs> <laughs> Imagine being the person listening to this podcast with no idea what's coming, and you go, speaking of death, <laughs> and they're like, this wasn't a true uh, crime podcast. What are we listening Surprise. to? Surprise. We got bitten by the true crime community. This is actually a true crime podcast now. We have morphed. <laughs> the plague has spread. <laughs> We're coming for everyone else. Uh, <laughs> but no, actually, this week on Halloween, we are talking about songs about murder. Murder. Dun, dun. <laughs> Yay! (sighs) Yes, friends, fam, we are talking about murder songs that are about murder. Um, And it's going to be a fun episode, so get ready. Um, Also, make sure you stay tuned at the end because we have some very exciting news kind of related to why this season took a little bit a time so you're yes. not gonna want to miss that it's not our fault but it is <laughs> it is our fault but it's not our fault but it is our fault but it is but you'll like it you'll hopefully, hopefully you'll hopefully forgive us by the end uh anyway uh without further ado i would love to jump into this because i was so excited to do this episode last year i was so psyched i basically wrote like a three to five page essay on murder songs murder ballads uh why we sing about murder so much because do you know we we sing about murder a lot and i'm not talking just americans because uh americana has this really rich tradition of singing about murder uh but like the whole world it's really weird but i love it i You know, it kind of just goes to those, like, it's one of those universal truths of life. People die. (laughs) And so songs, I think when you're an artist, you probably 
try and reach for things that are relatable, and death is relatable. <laughs> yeah, but this isn't just death. This is the act of one person taking another person's life, which is so dark. And like, I, okay. Um, before we, before we get like super into dissecting this, because I broke this down into categories because I'm organized. Uh, I, I want to, I want to start off by, uh, by like a quick introduction because uh, this history is long and vast and I, I just want to like, Yes, please, jump. please educate us. I, I want to jump into it as my as my friend Philip DeFranco. Oh my God, <laughs> he's going uh, to sue us. One what's day. he going to do? He can't copyright. <laughs> Let's just jump into it. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so uh, murder ballads are defined on Wikipedia as a subgenre of traditional ballad music dealing with the crime of murder it's usually like a narrative like it always tells a story of the events leading up to the murder the actual murder and more often than not the aftermath of the murder um people say that this applies uh that it has very strict guidelines i have interpreted this as um the guidelines are looser than we like to think because if we just go by the fact that it's a song about murder it describes the events preceding during and after the murder and uh that's it <laughs> oh boy oh howdy we got so much music rock and roll punk rap country blues everything sings about murder um in the beginning it's much more mythic. The style of music is much more grand. Um, and at the end, there's like a moral plug. There's always a like uh, a part where like the person singing about the murder asks people listening never to commit murder. <laughs> it's like, now you've heard this tale. Please do not be like this vile creature <laughs> that you see before you. For they got their comeuppance. And it's always, always either through the law or like from ghosts like it, it always happens and it, it like if they escape the law they get eaten by a ghost or some shit <laughs> hey and kids it, don't do crime <laughs> or you'll get eaten by the devil <laughs> or like and basically it does not glorify murder it's very much look at this horrible thing uh that either did or did not happen in real life um, isn't it sad and weird and scary kids? Ooh, don't do murder. Like it was, it was like murder is bad. Um, think like the anti-drug PSAs only much more creative and entertaining. Or like that scene in Mean Girls where the set said teachers like, yes, don't, don't have, have kids. Cause you will get chlamydia and die. Do not commit murder or you will, or you will have your spine ripped out by a bunch of devils and have to run around the country for hundreds of years as a ghost. Uh, but, but today what I think is as time like went on, uh, that changed. Like we stopped focusing on the moral aspect of it and we started playing with it. Like we started making it so that the ballads were written from the murderer's perspective and it didn't always end in remorse like sometimes it was downright cold 
it was like, yeah, I killed my lover. They were sleeping with someone else. What are you going to do about it? Eat me? I already <laughs> ate my boyfriend. I'm not scared of you. Like, it just got weirder and weirder as time went on. And it, I wouldn't necessarily say it glorified murder. Like, I don't know if it glorifies murder today. I don't think we as people can technically glorify murder in art. I don't know if that's really possible because I think we're all so horrified mm. by that. But <laughs> we have lots more uh, songs that don't have justice in the picture at all. Like we... Can, we, can I interject with a question? Yeah. Um, would you say that the like shift like did you do any like research do you know to, do you think there's probably like a shift that happened like around the 60s when you yes. started seeing more like serial murders definitely a hundred percent one hundred percent okay so like around okay um i'm gonna i'm gonna start breaking down my uh my, my categories, and then we're going to jump right into that because I'm very excited to talk about that. Thank you. You reached an excellent, excellent point. So <laughs> I broke it down, uh, and this is my own personal, like, stuff. Like, I, other people, I'm sure, get much more specific and nitpicky. I don't care. I'm a podcaster. I'm not a researcher. Um, so the first section is, like, traditional old world slash American murder ballads, and I focus on America because there is such a huge amount of reworkings of like English, Irish, French murder ballads in Americana. And I find that very fascinating, but I did include ones that are basically just word for word. Uh, what comes from the old country, so to speak. Um, that songs uh, there, uh, you can find a lot of modern recordings of those songs done by like bluegrass or country artists. They seem to revel in the tradition a lot more. Uh, a notable exception is Nirvana, who covered um, the song In the Pines as Where Did You Sleep Last Night? It's, it's interesting, but we'll go into that. And the category that I think you hit on is what I classified as peak Americana. So from the period, basically from the 1920s to right around the 1960s, we started going, hmm, the tone is shifting here a lot. Like, <laughs> mm. now we're in the territory of we're singing from the murderer's perspective. The murderer can be interesting, cool, sexy, justified even. Um, and we're not always going to be sorry. And it's a little freaky. It's a little odd. And we're, we're coming to this. Then I have songs that are based on real life murder. So like the, that, that sad, strange peak from like the 60s to what would you classify it as 90 something? Because I think in a way the age of the serial killer is over, but I don't want to yeah. jinx it. <laughs> yeah, <don't, laughs> not jinxing it. Please don't go out and murder. In, in, but... in, a, weird, in, in a way, I, I want to say that the age of the, of the serial killer has passed. I'd Only... say more like i don't know maybe it's just more that we're not shocked by it as much i i think though no i think it's that our the 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 killing has shifted to uh spree killings um that it's mm -hmm. like 
all at once and then it's done. Like with like mass shootings or like terrorist attacks or stuff like that. I you yeah. don't see a lot of people killing one by one over a period of months, years, decades. Uh, it doesn't happen a lot. Then then again, it could be happening right now and we just wouldn't know necessarily. So there's that little tidbit to so all you off to sleep on Halloween. Good luck. <laughs> all right. I Yay, told you we this became is a fun episode. <laughs> we turned into true crime podcasters after all. Um, but this category is really, really scary and I can't wait to talk about it. Um, cause like, it's all real. All the songs in this category are about real crime, real murders, sometimes in the headspace of those murders, sometimes not. And I'm disturbed by all of them. Uh, <laughs> then we have post folk, which I think like is a modern take on the murder folk song and their morals are like really messed up. Like some of them are like not okay at all. But they have that folksy element to them um, in that it's a narrative telling this story and it's there's something haunting about them. It's interesting. And I, I liked this section because it has uh, almost none of the there. There are songs that you're like, yeah, this is post folk. And then there are other ones that are like I included Psycho Killer by the Talking Heads. <laughs> Pumped up kicks by Foster the People. Um like there, there are songs on there that don't sound like folksy at all, and I literally just included them because it tells a story about murder, and I think that counts. Uh, then we have metaphorical death because, well, you know, metaphorical murder is a. I think it is. It is it's a powerful message in music. Metaphorical death because it's like the death of your soul, or of your country, yeah. or of culture. I thought- I, I will jump in and like put my vote in for the metaphorical death category because I feel like a lot of the songs in it are mine. But oh, they're they're um, all yours. <laughs> yeah, but like here's the thing. I think like when I thought like we sat down and we were like, okay, we're gonna do an episode about songs about murder, and I was like, cool. And I think my brain went more for like metaphorical usage of Mm -hmm. the idea of murder i feel like and i find it interesting like the way artists use like the idea of murder which is something that is very like you said like it's a very dark thing it's one person taking the life of another person and having an artist take that sort of very dark thing and twist it and use it in their own expression of like anguish or self-hate or like darkness and sadness and I find that like interesting and like worth like exploring and um just like yeah I feel like it happens in a lot of different art and music is certainly no exception and Mm -hmm. kind of like I was saying like I think you know it it speaks to like this universal like truth of life this that like really sort of instinctual fear of death and dying and like the idea of somebody taking your life or something taking life from you is mm. terrifying absolutely and so if music's job is at the end of the day to make you feel something then like a song about metaphorical murder is like really trying to like take something from somebody's experience 
and really like really grab you in and pull you into it and make you understand something that you might not be able to understand otherwise. Oh yeah, definitely. So that is my case for the category of metaphorical <laughs> death and murder. <laughs> it's a great it, category. It is All a good category. All the songs are great. It's solid. Uh, we have one last category that is one song. And the brief shining light in my dark, dark rabbit hole of murder songs um, is it's the parody ballad. So <laughs> satirist Tom Lerner, Lur- Lur- I can't pronounce names, uh, parodied the murder ballad, which is so that's such like an English major thing to do, by the way. I'm just saying <laughs> like this is this is like an You're old all parody. The same. I know um, uh, he parodies the murder ballad. Uh, to make a very catchy and like irreverent fake Irish ballad. It's literally called the Irish ballad. It's it's actually really funny. Um, it shouldn't be because it's about uh, like death and murder. And <laughs> like, it's still about some pretty dark stuff, but he's making fun of the whole genre, which I loved. And I, it made me smile because let me tell you, you know how like your argument was like, oh, it makes you feel something. <laughs> mm-hmm. This playlist made me feel fear <laughs> i i was driving down the florida turnpike at 11 o'clock at night in a rainstorm listening to this playlist and let me tell you there are no street lamps there's just you long stretches of swamp the road and with the rain you can't even see the road or the swamp and the whole time i kept thinking i saw some dude popping up in my back seat and i almost crashed my car and i was sitting there going i have to make it home so the people can't murder me and i'm like like logically <laughs> if there was a murderer in my back seat he already would have killed me i had been driving for 3 hours and like <laughs> nah he's waiting Right, I was like, what if he's waiting for the right time to strike? I had to pull over at a rest stop. He's like trying to talk himself into it in the back seat. Come on, man, you can do this. What if he's like jamming out to the tunes going, I'll give it a couple more songs, get the atmosphere just right. And then it goes in the pines, in the pines, and he stabs. And I can sing that because that's in the public domain. (laughs) But like... But but yeah, I like had to like pull over and check my back seat. So uh, don't listen to this playlist by yourself is what I'm saying, or you'll piss your pants. <laughs> yeah, or do if that's what you're into. Oh no, I don't All like right. what you're implying. No, <laughs> you accident. No, can't go into it. Anyway, uh, anyway, uh, let's start. I think you want to start at a very interesting point. I don't necessarily feel like we have to start from like the origins of this. We can go right into the creepy, lawless, moralless uh, genres of the ones that are based on real murder and the peak Americana ones. Because um, quite frankly, they're fascinating. They're like soulless, some of them. Uh, and I think it's interesting that some of them are absolute bops. Like I can jam out to them and not feel bad. And some yeah, of them... I was them- noticing that. I yes! Was like- yes! <laughs> I'm having a good time, and I shouldn't yes. be having a good time. One of my favorite songs on this playlist is Delilah by Tom Jones. I don't know if you guys have heard the iconic Delilah by Tom Jones. You probably should have. You probably have. Uh, but the song entails a man 
um, who sees his lover with another person and he beats down the door and he stabs her because she laughs at him. He kills her. And his whole, the chorus is like, why, Zalila? Why? <laughs> and then he gets like killed by the cops at the end. And like the whole time, the, this, the character, the, the character of the song doesn't seem to process that he's really done anything wrong. Like he, he feels that it is Delilah's fault for humiliating him and for wasting his love on another person, um, which is a very common theme uh, that that like someone has been spurned, so they must die. But it is a bop. I love Delilah. I sang that song as a kid. It's one of my brother's favorite songs. The first time my brother got drunk when we were in Italy <laughs> on New Year's Eve. The, he he had kindly requested that song to be played because he loves it. So let me tell you how surreal it is to hear an Italian uh, rooftop band singing Delilah on New Year's Eve in Rome, by the way. That's a whole other story. But like, it's about beating up a woman and killing her. And I've been singing this song since I was like five. Um, Mac the Knife by Bobby Darin. I didn't realize it was about like the mafia and killing oh in the mafia when i first listened to it when i was like a little kid and as i got older and i like paid attention to the lyrics i was like oh someone's like gotten stabbed uh someone has gotten the cement block ocean treatment uh yeah i mean i was listening to it like earlier today and i was like this is a jam i'm having a good time that and also el paso by marty robbins (laughs) i'm so happy to be honest I don't even know what that song is about because I was just having such a good time. (laughs) I'm so happy. I'm so happy you brought up El Paso because guess what? El Paso brings up such an interesting sub sub genre. The Western gunslinger ballads that always, always end in murder. (laughs) Always. And Marty Robbins was famous for like doing them and i love it but el paso is uh, it's also about murder over a woman again like he he gets it's always women it's always Why? women and it's like this really in a weird way it's so beautiful um because it is poetic like the lyricism is incredible but it's like it's a it's yet another case of man fell in love with woman and didn't love him back blah blah stab i just uh, like <laughs> Guys, let's all just state for the record. No. (laughs) Yeah, like, I'm sorry. If somebody falls out of love with you or cheats on you, the appropriate response is not to stab them. It's not. I get it. I get it. The impulse is there. But you can't. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's that's what, I don't know. Take a watch. (laughs) (laughs) Put fish in their curtain rods and then take all your stuff and they'll never find where the smell is coming from. Sure. Don't, just don't kill them. Anything's uh, better than murder. Another, well, not everything. <laughs> not everything's better than murder. Uh, let's backtrack. But uh, another example of a great jam about jealous lover husband killing uh, Stone Cold Dead in the Market by Ella Fitzgerald and Louis uh, Jordan. Not to be confused with Louis Jordan. They are two different, two different musicians. Um, I wanted to do this playlist partly because of this song, because when I was playing L.A. Noir, you remember all like the really weird 40s songs that were like all about 
murder that I didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. one of them. And it's a song about a woman who killed her husband in the market because he was abusive towards her. And like, that's the thing, like he hit her. So she beats him to death with a frying pan in the marketplace. And then she's arrested because of course she is. Cause she killed her husband. <laughs> so like shout out to women. Yeah. <laughs> like I can't, I'm not like, I'm not, not behind her. Like in her case, <laughs> it makes sense. Uh, send me to the electric chair, Bessie Smith. It's another one of those. I killed the love of my life because he cheated on me. When, um, Pistol Pack and Mama is. I love this one because it's Bing Crosby as the perspective of the cheating asshole who's about to get shot, who somehow has to talk his way down <laughs> for getting shot. And I think that's so funny. <laughs> you know this. It's interesting. Like all these songs about like lovers and murder like it makes Mm -hmm. me think about kind of jumping out of this category and into the post-fault category there's Mm -hmm. a song um um that i put on our playlist by the rapper common called testify um -hmm. which is an interesting take because it's not about lovers murdering each other but it's about like it's basically like it's telling the story of this like trial of murder yes. and this woman like supporting her man who's on trial for murder. And like, she's just like, no, don't do this. Like it's the love of my life. And then boom, spoiler alert. But like at the end of the song, it twists and you find out that like, she just starts laughing because she was the one who actually did it. And she yeah. sent her lover to jail for a murder she committed and you're like what the hell it's wild that that song i have to say was really wild um (laughs) yeah i like and that's why i included it in the pulse folk category because it has that beautiful narrative twist that was like Mm -hmm. it's it was so well done that i was like yeah it's a folk it's it's basic i know it's rap but it's also folk (laughs) yeah yeah it definitely has that sort of folk spirit of like just sort of telling the tale and like spinning a yarn and i like i first heard that song when i was like really young like Mm -hmm. because that record i can't remember but it like came out in the early 2000s and i always loved that song despite the fact that it was about like a woman committing murder but like oh yeah (laughs) and getting away with it but like it's messed up she sends her man to jail for a murder she did um But, like, it's just so good and such a great example of storytelling. Mm-hmm. And you're just, like, and, like, because for the entire song, you're, like, you're feeling for her. You're, like, oh, I'm so sorry that you're, like, man's going to jail. Like, this is awful. And then, boom, you're, like, oh, my God. What? <laughs> yep. And then the song ends and you have no idea why she framed him. And you're, like, What? <laughs> It's probably just because he slept with somebody else. Because that's what always happens. Somebody <laughs> sleeps with somebody else, so it's like either I'm going to kill you or I'm going to frame you for murder. And there is always, like, terrible, terrible consequences for both. Um, mm-hmm. Like, like uh, okay, like, Jenny was a friend of mine by the killers. I never picked up that he's basically trying. He's he's in the, um, like, the police interrogation room trying to justify, no, 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 I couldn't have killed her. She was a friend of mine. Mm-hmm. It never yeah. clicked with me. That that's what's happening like 
until I really read the lyrics and I was like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and it's part of like, it's part of like a triptych of like three songs that tell the, like the overarching story. Um, mm-hmm. Midnight Show is part of it. And like, it's, it's obvious when you listen to the three songs together, they're like, yeah, yeah, he, he killed her. Ooh, he killed her. <laughs> yeah, you're like, oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I never uh, noticed that too, but that song's so good. Right? Like all you do, like, cause, <laughs> and even like off the top of my head, what I really, what I really jam out to, like what I really know is the part was like, Jenny was a friend of mine. And like, I don't know any of the other lyrics. All I know is that big. <laughs> That's all I ever paid attention to. And then I heard it, heard it. And I was like, oh. <laughs> all righty then. <laughs> but yeah, I think I think it's weird that like love is such a central, um, like romantic love is such a central part of all of these songs. Um, mm-hmm. Like, all right, to, to really backtrack to like the traditional stuff, um, uh, like in the pines i think is the most iconic version of uh this kind of song where it's basically where did you sleep last night and it's it's the song where it's a man asking his um his lover like where were you last night and she's like i was just sleeping in the in the forest and blah blah blah. and he's like i know you were the man i know you were the man (laughs) and he kills her uh, the most famous version of that song is sung by Lead Belly, but Spotify didn't have it, so I put the version uh, from American Gods on the um, playlist for this episode, and I really, really like this song. It's it's everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> um, it's, it's wild. Lily of the West by Joan Baez is another one where it's... I like that one because she is singing the male's perspective in the song Mm. like she's like i was in love with this girl called flora but she didn't love me back so i had commit some murder (laughs) (laughs) which again no (laughs) or like um or like down in the willow garden by the elderly brothers where he kills a woman and it's so it's a beautiful beautiful song too because you think it opens up where he's having a romantic picnic and then he kills her (laughs) And then he hangs for it. And you know why he does it? Not for love, but for money. And I Mm. think that is a very interesting segue into the next kind of weird category. Instead of killing for love, it's people who kill um, in these songs because of like poverty, which is Mm. also big. Um, Where's this song? The Ballad of Hollis Brown by Bob Dylan terrifies me. Um, because it's about a, a song about a man who kills his whole family because they're too poor. Oh my god! And he's like, he's like, we're gonna starve to death, so we're all gonna mm. die. Yep. Mm. Yeah. All right. Yes. Okay. And that is also another really common theme of parents or one parent uh, taking it upon themselves to kill their whole family. To like avoid the sad, slow death of starvation. And it's weird that it's so prevalent. It's uncomfortable. <laughs> um, I mean, the really sad thing is that probably it's just like 
based in reality. Oh, it definitely is. It definitely, definitely is. Especially with like people who like in the early 1800s, like the homesteaders, the people who went off in the middle of nowhere, if their crops failed, that's it. If your mm-hmm. if your cattle died, that's it. Like you you could try to rebuild, but if you have barely anything to start with, yeah. then you're dead. Uh the Decemberists do a really good one. Uh, called the rake song but he kills his family not because of poverty but because he just hates family life and that was disturbing because it really goes it goes really into how he kills all his children one by one and i was like oh my god (laughs) (laughs) also like maybe that's not the route yeah you'd think it was like divorce yeah or anything else just like disappear yeah start over somewhere else yeah i want to i want to say i okay i want to bring up meryl wagner for a second wagner i think meryl wagner meryl wagner i'm bad at names uh the dirt incredible another one where it's like you know they're all starving to death and they're hungry and they're going to die uh an oak tree is another example again by meryl of like a mother killing her child because poverty I don't know, like, it's everywhere. (laughs) It's everywhere. All of this killing. Um, So much death. And, like, those aren't aren't bops. Those are ones that make you feel slimy. Like, you get a weird chill up your spine listening to it because, like, you're you're just scared. I admit I love uh, both of Meryl Meryl Wagner's uh, albums. They're so haunting and so dark. Um, But like, I can't listen to them for more than like two, three songs at a time because I'm like, I need to go turn on a light. I need to leave. (laughs) I'm terrified. Um, There's her song of No Death is about a dude who like kills somebody and then like has sex with their corpse. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So Mm -hmm. no. That's not yeah. what we're going to talk about right now. No, no. Whoa. I just wanted to bring up that like that exists, um, and I think the only don't thing know that if we- I needed to know that. No, but like it's a good song. <laughs> it's such a good song because like in in a weird way, when you first listen to it, you think it's almost romantic because it's like no death can tear us apart, and oh. you think oh it's beautiful, oh. and then you really listen to it, and it's like no death is coming. It's Please. decomposing. Please stop talking. <laughs> but I will jump now to the slimiest category of I'm all. I'm not which okay. Is, yeah, I'm not okay either. I'm actually like looking around my room like someone's gonna get me. <laughs> but um, I wanna I wanna talk about the slimiest category of all, which is the songs based on real murder. Which, by the way, like I can't listen to anymore. I'm upset talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was listening to Son of Sam by Elliot Smith, and I was like, all right, I'm done. Yeah, and he's like, it's not about the Son of Sam. Yes, it is. You called it Son of Sam. It's everywhere in your song. Which, by the way, uh, I'd like to like to be that person. Son of Sam didn't actually get told by a dog to go kill those people. He was lying. <laughs> all right, well. He's just a creep. Okay. But anyway, <laughs> it's We're not, not a, a true crime broadcast. I know. Uh, it's an uncomfortable song. I think that one, 
John Wayne Gacy Jr. freaked me out and it messed me up. Oh, by, um, <laughs> Is that how you pronounce it? I've been saying Sufjan. Sufjan. Uh, I've heard Sufjan. Sufjan. Okay, well, Sufjan Stevens um, wrote a I, song ab- I could about... Be wrong. Who knows? <laughs> Yeah. I have mixed feeling of feelings about him as an artist to begin with. And then he churns out this song about John Wayne Gacy Jr., who, if you guys do not know, uh, killed a bunch of kids and then tried to like sew them back up together, like make like an army of like people. It was ugh, it was nasty. It was bad. Um, but like, I mean, I like Sufjan Stevens. I don't like but that. This, this song <laughs> makes me uncomfortable. And like, there's this weird, quiet, high pitched. Oh, my God that he does in the chorus that makes me so uncomfortable and like it should yeah it should but that's uh, the point uh, <laughs> uh, uh, um deep red bells by neko case is on the green river killer which is interesting because the first time i heard it i didn't think anything of it um again beautiful but creepy and uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> the Decemberists make a brilliant comeback with the creepy skeezy category uh, with the Shankill Butchers, which, okay, I listened to that song and I was like, this can't be real. This can't be real. Um, it is. Alert. In the 1970s, there was a group of Protestant men in Northern Ireland, Ireland who got drunk and like took meat cleavers and attacked Catholics. And uh, to this day, parents in Ireland will use this like as a way to keep their kids in line. Like the boogeyman, like be good or the Shankill butchers are going to kill you with meat cleavers. Oh, my God. And I like it's not okay. And I'm like looking around my room again. Like, I don't like this. I don't like this. I get weird feelings talking about it. All right. Well, then let's the only the only one that was good was the ballad of Charles Whitman, because it's kind of funny. Like, <laughs> and I know that sounds terrible because this is again the category of like murder that actually happened. Uh, but it's like a country like happy song. It's it's mm-hmm. told in a humorous way, so I can stomach it better. Um, Charles Whitman was rumored to have a brain tumor at the base of his brain, which made him go nuts. And in 1966, he climbed a tower at the University of Texas and started like picking people off with a shotgun. And then he died. (laughs) But like the song is fun. (laughs) (laughs) There was a rumor. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But um anyway. Yeah, we're gonna wrap it up. Basically, um because I need to go like try in a corner. I need to I'm gonna take a shower. Because like I have I don't have hives, but I have like the heebie jeebies. Uh, because murder and, and serial murder is all very real that many people have to deal with. Um, like we all, I think are touched by murder in society. And like, mm-hmm. it, sadly, there are quite a few people out there who have experienced, um, uh, it in their communities. Like it's messed mm-hmm. up obviously, but I, I, I don't know why we sing about murder. We, we really love to do it. Um, and I think maybe it's, maybe we're trying to make sense of it. Maybe it's like where, you know, yeah. if justice doesn't come in the real world, at least we can have justice in art. 
where like, mm-hmm. I don't know, the ghost gets you or the law gets you and you hang. Um, I don't know. I think, I think it's, it's a mix of pity. It's a mix of wanting to, to create a morality, some kind of satisfaction out of yeah. it. But and maybe even like giving a voice to the voiceless. Yes. You know, in some ways, like finding your way to, you know, maybe like in some in some cases give like the victims of murder a like I don't know, some yeah, like some form of justice in this in the space of this song of giving them like closure. Like, yeah, in a weird way, and I think for some some too, it's it's just a strange way to be as existential as possible. Yeah, we're all <laughs> just trying to make sense of the world. Yeah, there there is a myriad of reasons why we love to sing about murder, and I don't see it changing anytime soon. Yeah, yeah. So as far as the songs on our playlist, you got any like? special favorites that you just want to <laughs> shout out oh jesus it's weird to say favorites about <laughs> songs about death but like about murder I, here's the sad thing i do have favorites because uh, <laughs> like there's some that like i can i can listen to honestly again and again and again and there are others that make me feel ill um so i'm gonna say my top three because i don't want to go through this Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can like pick this apart anymore. Yeah. Um, I think my one of my favorites is going to be in the pines because it's a staple. It just is. Mm-hmm. Um, another one. My second one is going to be. I'm sorry. I had a brain fart. <laughs> <laughs> my second favorite is probably going to be um big iron by marty robbins <laughs> which we didn't talk about but it's like it's a gunslinger ballad uh it's kind of a meme i think you guys will you know it you guys love it uh, and my third favorite is probably gonna be delilah tom jones because in a way, Tom, you did this. You're responsible for this episode. <laughs> um, how about you? <laughs> um, all right. Well, I mean, I think for top three, I guess probably testify by Common because again, that's on. I think to me when I heard when I, we decided on this, that's kind of one of the first songs that came to my mind because um, I've always loved that twist. Um, and then probably um, Jenny was a friend of mine because mm. the dealers are awesome. And um, I'm going to also say... Um, you know, I'm going to say a song that we didn't talk about in a category that we kind of just glazed over, our metaphorical mm-hmm. murder category. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and say Little Weapon by Lupe Fiasco. Because nice that's, that's an interesting song because it's about um, child soldiers in Africa. Um, 
who are basically kidnapped from their homes and families and then forced to be murderers and soldiers. Mm-hmm. And it's an interesting song because it's about that, but it also then like sort of ties into um, gun violence here in America. And I think Lupe, Lupe Fiasco um, does an interesting sort of, it's an interesting ju- juxtaposition in his rhyme with that. And I've always mm. sort of admired that song for that, being able to explore those two things um, through that through that song. And then, like, he sort of goes, he also sort of paints this picture of gun violence in schools about and sort of following the, like, narrative and perspective of a um, child who's, you know, dealing with a lot of pain and feels drawn to violence and murder and things like that and so i think it's just a really well done song um so i just wanted to shout that one out nice it's it's like kind of metaphorical but also based in reality so i think it's an interesting one but yeah so those are my top three on this playlist Yes, and Again. if anybody wants to see the full extent of this crazy, crazy playlist uh, just in time for Halloween, I highly recommend you check it out. We will be posting it, as we usually do, um, Yes, with the episode. So please give it a listen. Tell us if we made you uh, want to take a shower just yeah. as much as I need to. I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Mm. yep, no way around it. All right. Anyway, you know what time it is, kids. It's time for our favorite little segment. Up Up and comers. comers. (laughs) And I think this week, to kick us off with our brand new season, you've got someone for us. I do. All right, friends, fam, Rhapsody fam. For this first up and comer of season four, we have a band called The Happy All Right. Yeah. Tell so me more. I really like this band. I discovered them kind of accidentally. I was on Twitter. Um, actually, fairly recently, I was on Twitter. And I believe that I think it was um, this nonprofit I follow called half access um which is a non it's a non-profit website that's devoted to making live music accessible and so they have a database of venues across america and um if you go on that website and you look at a venue it'll tell you all the like um information about like accessibility for that particular venue like if there's an elevator if there are stairs like what the deal is on getting like seats or early admission all that kind of stuff oh great yeah so that's just a sidebar shout out to that organization because i think they're really great and they're doing great work so definitely check them out but they do a lot of work with artists and stuff too to try and get them involved and so um, I noticed that they had like liked their account, liked a tweet by the Happy All Right, because they're I guess releasing some music, and I was like, huh, 
because I saw like they had liked the video and I actually noticed that in the video one of the guys was holding like a MIDI controller and it's actually the same MIDI controller that I own <laughs> and I was like oh hey I recognize that so it made me like listen to the video because I was like oh interesting and then I listened and I was like holy shit this song's a bop <laughs> And so, yeah, that's how I started listening to more of their stuff. And I listened and I liked it. They're a band based out of Dallas, Texas. And um, I guess if I gave them a genre, it would the best genre would probably be like pop punk. Um, oh, nice. So it's like really upbeat, um, sad, not sad music. I, I wouldn't say it's sad, but like it's fun, like energetic music. Um, the song that I'm really jamming these days is one uh, is I think it's their new, latest song that they just put out. Um, it's called One Eyed Legend. So definitely check it out because it's such a jam. I was totally just jamming to it earlier today. And I am a big proponent of pop punk bands as a hardcore diehard emo kid forever. <laughs> So you should definitely give them a listen and maybe a follow. They are the Happy All Right on Twitter. So go ahead and check them out. If you do check them out and if you do follow them, let them know that Rhapsody and Reverie sent you. And yes. support live, local, small indie music. Speaking of small local indie music, if you've got music you want us to hear to review, please send it to us. We are always on the lookout um, for new music, especially for up and comers. Uh, as some of you know, like especially during our off season, but all the time, we we do write reviews of mm -hmm. singles, of albums, of whatever you send us. If we like it, we'll write about it. Um, <laughs> so yeah. I mean. If, you, if you've got something you want us to hear, send it to us. Also, for those of you who have sent us stuff, we are writing it. Probably. We are. Maybe. Who Probably. knows? Probably. Probably. <laughs> uh, but please send it out to us. We're always on the lookout, man. We, we, we adore you guys, and we want to shout it from the rooftops. <laughs> <laughs> yes, indeed. Woo. Okay, friends. Well, we have finished our conversation about murder and death, and we have talked about our lovely up-and-comer. So now we have reached the special moment in our episode that I had talked about very briefly at the beginning. Oh, we have? Yes, we have. We <gasps> have a very special announcement for all of you people out there. Whatever could it be? So wait, what, what announcement is it? I forgot. Oh my god! Get on, <laughs> get it together, man! I'll follow your lead. I'll follow you. <laughs> All right. So as you know, this season started a little later than usual. Un poquito, un poquito, which we are sorry for, but. But. It is because we were working on a super secret project that nobody knew about. <laughs> that until... is not. I was going to say that it's not super secret anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> until today. Yeah. 
So, um, I don't know. Should do drum roll or I don't know. You want me to drum roll? <laughs> Did you even hear that? I don't know. I heard it. So Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, without further ado, I'm just gonna announce the thing we've been working on. Um, we started a band. <laughs> We did the thing. Yay. We lived out our childhood dreams <laughs> of, of being penniless musicians. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Tear. Yeah. No, but Once. we we got together and we're like, you know what? Let's just try and make music and see what happens. And we did. We we dag diggity god dan. We did it. <laughs> I got it got away from me. It got away from you. Yeah, so we <laughs> we've started a band, we made music and we made a whole EP. Yes. It exists. It In exists. Fact, it's real. It exists as of today, October 31st. It's not It's this, real. This episode's not going out on October 31st. Oh. <laughs> I thought it was. <laughs> I got my dates mixed up. Oops. <laughs> it's going out on the 30th. Get it I together. I, I saw at the time that we're recording, the date is midnight and it says 1030. Like, so I think, oh, tomorrow's 1031. I'm a fool. <laughs> We're releasing an EP on Halloween, guys. Yeah. So check us out. We made it under the beautiful band name Fearsome Critters uh, that I did not steal from the American folklore. Uh, I might have. Uh, <laughs> but Whatever. Check us, check us out. Our music can best be described as sad girl music. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? We don't really know. We basically were just like, hey, let's make songs that we think sound okay. Yeah, for people <laughs> who talk a lot about music for like their their side job, uh, we don't know a lot about genre divisions. So I we mean, didn't try. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. Genres are <sighs> suggestions at best. Yeah. So look, if you feel inclined... Go give it a listen. Um, it is for free at Bandcamp, but if you want to buy it, can. can. I'm not going to stop you. Um, yeah, I'm not going to hold you at gunpoint. <laughs> uh, like if you like it, let us know. It'd be cool if you did. If you didn't, that's okay. But don't tell me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're we're musicians with fragile egos, so be nice, yeah. maybe. Yeah, like if you don't like it, you can tell me. I don't care if you don't like it. Like, like, look, constructive criticism is constructive criticism. Yeah, but but also I, if you call if you call me a talentless hack, I will cry. So <laughs> yeah, I won't tell you I cried, but but I will. I will. Um, you can sleep soundly with the knowledge that you brought me to tears. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Well, yes. So. We have an EP and it's coming out October 31st, but since you guys are our fam and we love you so much, 
with that we give you a sneak peek of what's coming on Thursday. So uh, check out this sneak peek from our EP now. I'm just sitting here stuck in a waiting room of my own design. It's ugly and it's boring and it's draining me to death while I say I'm fine. Oh. Wow, wasn't that amazing? <laughs> Holy crap. I loved that song. I've never heard that before. <laughs> except for it. the fact that I totally did. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, we hope you like that sneak peek. Hopefully, um, it makes you want to check out the EP. Um, we'll have information in the description or the show notes about it. So... You'll get more information and you'll know where to go to check it out. Um, yes, you will. Yeah, but all right. With that being said, we've reached the end of this week's episode. It's our we first episode indeed. back. We're super excited about it and we want to give you a giant thank you for listening. Thank you, booze, goblins, ghost witches, the lot of you. Um... Thank you so much for joining us once more for another great, fantastic season. And uh, we hope you enjoy what we've got coming. Yeah, because it's going to be yeah. fun. So be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram so you are caught up on all the fun and you know what's going on. We are at Rhapsody Podcast on Twitter and Instagram and at Rhapsody and Reverie Podcast on Facebook. Um, you can subscribe to us, please do. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, wherever you get your podcasts, that's where we want you to subscribe. Also, leave a rating if you can and a review. We like feedback, so give it please. to us. Feed please, we're so more. fragile. <laughs> I need my ego inflated just a little more. <laughs> yeah, so do the thing. And also make sure you keep it locked on our website for announcements reviews concert stuff concert reviews all the kind of good stuff is there and you'll enjoy it we enjoy writing stuff so you'll enjoy reading it hopefully but yeah you will yes you You will will. (laughs) (laughs) and we love you guys and we'll see you in next week's episode which leads us to our hint, the first hint of the season. Yes. For next week. Yes, and I have just received the piece of paper containing the uh, hint on it from our new hint master, Hint Gnome. I have decided to replace Hint Goblin with a gnome, <sighs> and he is so much better. He doesn't speak, though, so I'm going to have to, like, read it. Is he, oh, is he shy? Because he gnomes, shy? gnomes speak in gnomeglish, uh, which sounds a lot like gobbledygook, which I don't have the mental wherewithal to translate. So I will read you this piece of paper now. Uh, the group we will be talking about next week disbanded in 2016, only to rise once more like a phoenix from the ashes 
or perhaps a ghost from its grave in 2019. And I'm so excited. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this let's let's see who gets it. We haven't heard uh, hints su- successful answers to hints in a while, so we'd love to hear if any of you can guess. Correct. We'll be waiting. My my gnome Nomothy is eager to read your submissions. He is our new intern. Nomothy. Nomothy. Okay. Yep. Well. It's better than Gregory, which he says is his real name. But. Okay. (laughs) That's that on that. (laughs) Anyway, guys, we'll catch you next week. Uh, Stay sharp. Love you. (laughs) Love you. Bye. Bye.